0: Welcome to Comic book Keepers, where we talk about comic book characters, their history, and their impact on our lives. I'm Lance, and today, we're talking about Booster Gold. In order to talk about this character, I need to, to bring a podcasting friend in to join me. So, joining us from the future with the use of stolen tech is podcasting extraordinaire Zach McCrary from the Comics That We Love podcast. How's it going, Zach?
1: It is going great, man. Thank you for having me, Lance. I'm super excited to talk about one of my favorite DC characters, Booster Gold, Man, like, I'm I'm in. I'm I'm here to do this. Let's let's rock and roll, man. Yes,
0: a hundred percent. I came across your show, and as soon as I heard the first episode, I knew I was like, we're doing a crossover with this dude. <laughs> uh, our our like tones are very similar. The way we talk about Definitely. comics is really similar. So I think this is going to be a blast. Finally, getting to cover a character together. Yeah,
1: this is a long time in the making. We've been talking for months about about putting a show together, and here we are.
0: It's We finally came. We Look did. At, it. Yeah. We got Look at there. us.
1: Look at us doing the thing.
0: For those that might not have heard about your show before, why don't you tell our listeners uh, about the comics that we love?
1: Sure. Sure. Uh, so if if you like a show like Comic Book Keepers, I think you'll like the comics that we love. What I do is each week I sit down with a different guest and we talk about a comic book that they love. Maybe it's the the book that made them a comic book fan. Maybe it's one that solidified their love of sequential art. But uh, they bring it to the table and we read it together and then we just have a deep discussion on what made that comic book great. And I, I always do a lot of research into the the creator, the artist, the writer, you know, and, and the publication history and how it, how the book was received, that kind of stuff. You know, a lot of there's a lot of deep dive and then we open into a, a broader conversation about the art and the the writing and how they work together and you know all that kind of stuff we really break it down and just and try to figure out like okay so why why is this book great like what is it about it that
0: makes it awesome so that's the comics that we love well it's such a surprise why i like your show i know it's crazy (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i i can't, can't recommend your show enough Definitely a great resource for learning about more characters, too, and just a lot of fun guests that kind of come through. So, again, everyone go check out Comics That We Love, and we'll share all the social media information at the end as well as in the show notes so you can check it all out there. So, Zach, without further ado, why don't we dive straight into the bio of Booster Gold?
1: My body is ready. Let's do this. While appearing to be a powerful superhero, Booster Gold is your average, everyday human who just happens to be from the 25th century. Due to an obsession with heroes and villains of the 20th century and a disdain for his life of mediocrity, he steals a variety of advanced technology and travels back in time to the very same era of his superhero fixation. This equipment provides our hero with superhuman abilities, which he uses to serve the community, while also lining his pockets and becoming as famous as possible. Not the greatest of intentions. No, not so altruistic. But that's what's so fascinating about him to me.
0: Oh, 100%. This character brings a really interesting twist to what it means to be a hero. Because there are these moments of he wants to do the right thing. He wants to be helpful. But he also knows, he's like, hey, this world runs on money. So (laughs) how do I get that?
1: Yeah, 100%. And... It goes back to, well, we'll get more into it in his bio, but I mean, he is obsessed with adulation as well. You know, he is a narcissist, and so he, like, runs on that. That's what fuels him.
0: He would for sure
1: be running a TikTok account right now. 100%. 100%.
0: All those challenges.
1: (laughs) I can't believe they haven't done that at DC yet, given him, like, a TikTok channel or something.
0: Oh my gosh, that would be perfect. If it they really use that as advertising for oh my God. The, for yes. what's coming yes. from DC, like that would be, I think we have to patent that right now. <laughs> we just have to say, we're the ones that came up with the booster gold TikTok, and we, we'll just get those royalties. It's okay, DC, just send them our way.
1: Do that thing where people buy like somebody else's name as a website and then you have to sell it like, oh, if you want it, you can give me a $100,000. So I'm going to go make that Booster Gold TikTok account and it's just going to sit dormant until DC comes calling.
0: Perfect. I think we have had a great plan here today. <laughs> <laughs> the recording was worth it. <laughs> totally. All right. Let's dive into the publication history. Booster Gold made his comic book debut in Booster Gold number one. How fitting that he first appears in his own self-titled book what right
1: yeah. yeah right
0: <laughs> and that dropped in february of 1986 serving as the first significant new character introduced into the post-crisis on infinite earth dc continuity so not only is does he have his own self-titled book he's also got that kind of blown ego with the fact that he's the first to come out of crisis on infinite earth mm-hmm It was only one year later that he would begin making regular appearances in the Justice League title until the group disbanded in 1996. Booster Gold would appear alongside his former League members as the Super Buddies in the formerly known as Justice League miniseries and later in I Can't Believe It's Not Justice League, a very (laughs) Booster Gold title. Yeah. I... Love the I Can't Believe It's Not the Justice League. such
1: a fantastic name for a comic.
0: <laughs> it, it fits this character so
1: well. Yeah, him and like him and Blue Beetle, like just their kind of slapsticky relationship. That's, that is a perfect title for
0: something they're involved in. A new Booster Gold ongoing series was announced in 2007, which followed the events of 52, co-written by Jeff Johns and Jeff Katz, with art by creator Dan Jurgens and Norm Rapmund and would run for 49 issues until 2011 under various writers and artists. This run would also have tie-ins to Justice League Generation Lost. Booster Gold appeared alongside Rip Hunter, Green Lantern, and Superman in the six-issue miniseries Time Masters Vanishing Point, part of the Return of Bruce Wayne arc. The arc established the background for the 2011 DC crossover event, Flashpoint, which I absolutely love.
1: Oh, Flashpoint is a fantastic story, and... How could you not have Booster Gold somehow entwined in the makings of something like that?
0: Funny thing is, is before doing the research for this episode, I had no idea about the connections between Booster Gold and what led up to Flashpoint. Oh, really? Interesting. It's fun. I love learning stuff like that. Same, same. Booster Gold is one of those characters that I knew hardly anything about before prepping for the episode. Well, that's, that's his
1: tagline. He's the greatest superhero you've never heard of. That's exactly, that's who Booster Gold is. His branding is on point. It really is. So could I throw a quick aside in? This is a fun of Booster course. Gold story. So uh, my buddy's wedding, all of the groomsmen wore superhero shirts underneath their, You know, and, and it was a thing that happens a, a lot recently. And uh, so I had my Booster Gold shirt on. And I was the only one there that every person from the wedding was like, who's that? And I'd be like, <laughs> well, let me tell you. <laughs> I would just go into it. It was it was like I was baiting everyone in a way.
0: <laughs> the real question is, is that when they asked, did you say, well, you know, I have this podcast.
1: Oh, man. I didn't have the, that podcast at the time, but I wish that I did because that's a perfect commercial.
0: Well, now that we know a little bit more about the publication history, why don't we dive straight into the origin of this character?
1: All right, let's do it. So, Michael John Carter was born in the 25th century in Gotham City. His father had a severe gambling habit and ran out on Michael, his mother, and his twin sister very early in his life. In his teens, he earned a full football scholarship to Gotham University, where he became a star quarterback and would be given the nickname Booster by his adoring fans. That would all eventually come crashing down, however, when news came out that Michael had been betting on games And he was playing in those games, all thanks. This was all thanks to his father's return to his life and convincing him that he should do this. Uh, He pulled a Pete Rose there. A a full Pete Rose. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So Booster's mother and twin sister disowned him because obviously that's what took the father away. And he's following suit. He's kicked off the team and out of school. He's ruined. The best he could do was get a normal nine to five job, and while finding himself working as a night watchman at the Metropolis Space Museum, he became enamored with the heroes and villains of the 20th century. With the help of his security robot pal Skeets, who I love.
0: Yes. Skeets is the best. Amazing.
1: Booster would steal a Legion of Superheroes flight ring, Brainiac 5's force field belt, a suit that gives him super strength, wrist lasers, and other things, but also, most importantly, the time-traveling legend Rip Hunter's Time Sphere.
0: I think those are really good item choices.
1: I'd say he made a, yeah, like if this was D&D, he would have a pretty OP character.
0: He's starting out the gate with like an AC of 25.
1: (laughs) Yes, 100%. So the the force build belt could not only make him nearly untouchable, but enhance his strength along with the suit. His powers are basically like Iron Man, but with far more advanced tech that makes him not look like a guy in a giant armor shell. Together, Booster and Skeets travel back to the 20th century with the plan to use Skeets knowledge of human history to foil criminal acts, make Booster a superhero and turn him into a brand with sponsorships, endorsement deals, etc. He wants to be rich and famous. He loves the adoration and the wealth but deep down he does want to be a hero for more altruistic reasons too it's just you know the narcissism kind of takes the cake most of the time
0: yeah the the altruism is deep down in his person <laughs> like real deep down
1: yeah it's like the very bottom of the iceberg you don't you don't see that part very often <laughs> Uh, so initially, Booster's planned to use the name Gold Star as his superhero alter ego. But after he defeated the villain Chiller, saving President Ronald Reagan and Vice President Bush, he flubbed his own name by first giving his old football nickname and then trying to give his hero name. So he was like, Booster uh, uh, Gold. And then Reagan <laughs> just announces him as Booster Gold. <laughs> and he's like, well, I don't want to I don't want to correct the president. So I'm. Just, I guess that's good enough. At least it sounds different. And uh, then he starts his own company and calls it Gold Star
0: Incorporated. At least he got to use the branding for something. He, He went somewhere. And
1: his sister eventually became Gold Star. So, you know, that worked out. Oh, nice. So Booster Gold's origin story has undergone some changes and updates over the years, but the core elements of his character have remained consistent. The biggest change was in the Infinite Crisis storyline. Booster Gold's origin story was retconned to reveal that he was actually a hero from an alternate timeline who traveled back in time to prevent the destruction of the multiverse. But I believe through the New 52 and into Rebirth, they've taken him back to the original idea, pretty much.
0: Any character that has time travel elements in their origin, I tend, I, I find their origins get a little messed with whenever continuity changes over at DC, especially yeah. them. It's just, well, now we have to explain away this time period that's no longer involved in the continuity. So how do we mess with this other character? So anyone with time travel, it's always this wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff that's it's, going on.
1: That is the perfect. Th- I was going to basically to say the same thing, the, 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 the doctor who wibbly wobbly timey wimey yes. that is, that is booster gold in a nutshell,
0: right? Time is a weird soup yeah (laughs) so names and aliases are of course john michael carter he also has gone by supernova wave rider and gold star and you can go into more research we we would need all a whole other episode kind of going into how he ended up taking some of these mantles but again dealing with different time periods different universes different origins really uh, but there's a lot of fun, rich narrative with those as well. So a whole other section of this character that we're not even getting into today. But knowing that he's been other superheroes b- before.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed the portion where he was Supernova, and also I love that like, the name Wave Rider that he was the Wave Rider, and that they used that as the name of the ship on uh, Legends of Tomorrow as like yes. an homage because they wanted Booster Gold on the show, but they didn't get to play with him until like the last couple episodes
0: yeah the, till the very end yep. yeah as far as powers and abilities are concerned like we mentioned he's just your average human being except he really is a talented athlete so he is he's an expert athlete he's actually good at hand-to-hand combat as well but as far as powers it's what his suit provides as well as his other tech so with those items he has superhuman strength speed endurance and durability extended longevity force field generation energy blast via gauntlets enhanced senses via a visor time travel and flight via that ring which i was i'm always jealous when those rings show up because <laughs> for, it doesn't make any sense why they work but i just want one of those rings
1: oh i 100 one of those legion rings that would be amazing
0: i was so jealous when they popped up in smallville I was like, what? Oh, yeah. That's an item in D.C. I want that <laughs> affiliations are, of course, the Justice League, which he ended up becoming a member of very quickly in his in his beginnings uh, at D.C.
1: Well, that was like his big thing. Remember, uh, in, the, in the fall, like the first run, he's constantly like, did you to to his uh, secretaries like, did you call the Justice League? Did you call the Justice League? Like,
0: yeah, they didn't answer. Like, we don't really have a number for yeah, them. That's like, right. that's- why don't you contact the president, like, you know, my <laughs> buddy, and he'll get us in contact with the Justice League. Yeah. Other affiliations include The Conglomerate, Justice League International, Argus, and Extreme Justice.
1: Oh, so 90s.
0: Yep, very much so. Supporting characters, one of his best friends, Blue Beetle, and of course, we already mentioned Skeets, who is just, like, the MVP A lot of times of these stories.
1: He is the penny to Booster Gold's Inspector Gadget. Like sometimes Booster doesn't win if Skeets doesn't help him win.
0: Exactly. Uh, Other supporting characters are Michelle Carter as well as Rip Hunter. Now Rip Hunter is the future son of Booster Gold. Right. And like the greatest
1: time traveler of all time apparently.
0: Yes. Which makes Booster even more important.
1: Because he spawns the greatest.
0: And there's interesting storylines where Booster is in the future, sends his son back to make sure that Booster in the past learns all of these things that he <laughs> needs to know to be good at superheroism, time travel, all those things. It's, it's this whole weird, like, spinning thread of yep. why is this character the way he is.
1: Again, wibbly-wobbly,
0: timey-wimey. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as antagonists... Off the top of your head, who do you, who comes to mind when you think of Booster Gold's antagonists?
1: I mean, that's he's not really a guy who has his own bad guys. I mean, the only characters that really come to mind for me are uh, maybe like the One Thousand, just because that was his first real villain group that he had to deal with, but also Blackguard, because Blackguard is literally the first guy he yes. steps to, and Blackguard pops back up again during the Dan Jurgens recent run, Blue and Gold, so. You know, it's kind of revisiting that character. So really, that's the only guy that is kind of a Booster Gold bad guy, but isn't. Right.
0: Yeah. And we also have, and we mentioned earlier, like Chiller, he sure. shows up, uh, Mind Dancer shows up really early Mind on. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's never like a major villain. It's always you know. these C, D tier villains that are going up against Booster. Yeah. Which is probably a good thing, because if he went against the A-list villains, I don't know how well Booster is faring.
1: Yeah, he's probably not doing great against
0: like Sinestro. No, nope, that one's not working out too well.
1: There was a time where he there was a weird timeline thing where Booster pops up in a different timeline and fights Doomsday. And I want to say he fares better against Doomsday there than he does against original Doomsday because that didn't go so well. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Booster's not going to do so well against the top tier guys. No, not so much. Did you know, actually, that Booster Gold is the character who coined the name Doomsday for Doomsday?
0: Are you serious?
1: Yeah, that was Booster, because Dan Jurgens was part of that writing team for the Death of Superman. So he used Booster, and Booster basically just kept saying things like, Well, oh, that, that guy is nothing, that guy is Doomsday, and stuff like that. And then it just, that's how they coined the name Doomsday for that character in, in continuity.
0: I love that. That makes <laughs> so much sense. And we're going to come full circle with that when we cover another section of oh this episode. So just a little tease for what's coming later down the line. Well, now that we've covered about the character, let's learn a little bit more about the creator, Dan Jurgens. So let's go
2: into the archives.
0: Booster Gold was created by writer and artist Dan Jurgens. Jurgens graduated from Minneapolis College of Art and Design in 1981. He started his comic book career at DC Comics with pencils on the Warlord issue 63 in November of 1982. Can you imagine like starting your career right away at DC?
1: I know it blows my mind when I especially in like the 60s, 70s, 80s, these guys who that's where they started. They're just like, plop, I'm in the I'm
0: in the big leagues. Yeah, it's yeah. a weird thing. There's no waiting in the bullpen. You're just straight in to the batter's box.
1: Yeah, like that just doesn't happen. <laughs>
0: No, especially not nowadays. Now, Juergens landed this coveted employment at DC due to a recommendation of Warlord creator Mike Grell, who was impressed by Jurgens art portfolio when he saw it at a convention. So, you know, artists, bring those portfolios, show them off, get seen. Oh, yeah.
1: Make those connections.
0: Right, make those connections. He would go on to work with industry legends Jerry Conway and Roy Thomas on the limited series Sun Devils in 1984. It was in this very series that Juergens made his comic book writing debut in Sun Devil issue 8. Now, at that point, he was just scripting. And then I believe it was issue 11 when he took over as the actual writer for the series. Ooh, okay. yeah. In 1984, Juergens proposed a booster gold series and compared the hero to U.S. Olympic gold athletes Dorothy Hamill and Peggy Fleming, who turned their, quote, Olympic gold into commercial gold branding various products based on their earned success and notoriety as Olympians. Initially, Booster's origin had him working as a security guard at a future Superman museum, but was altered when writer-artist John Byrne arrived at DC to reboot Superman's origin in The Man of Steel.
1: Yeah, the the Legion ring was supposed to be Superboy's ring from when he was with the Legion of Superheroes. They had to, you know, get rid of that one.
0: Yeah, it's like, uh, we're gonna change this up a little bit. Yeah, because that
1: never happened now in this new continuity, so sorry.
0: I'll be honest, though. I like the idea of him being obsessed with all heroes and villains of the Mm. 20th century, not just kind of having this obsession with Superman, because if you just have an obsession with Superman, you are going to be altruistic, you're going to be idealistic, and that doesn't fit Booster's mentality going into being a hero. That is a really good point.
1: Yeah, because Superman is the Superman, Captain America, those kind of characters, you can't help but want to be better because of them. It's, if you are a huge fan, you know what I mean? That's just the way it always works. So yeah, that yeah, that's not booster.
0: No. They they push you to be the best version that you can be. So I really like the idea of then having all these different items from other heroes and villains at his disposal to really develop this interesting, dynamic uh, power set moving forward, or I guess technically moving backwards. <laughs> <laughs> In preparing for this episode, I was reading The Big Fall, uh, which is the first 12 issues of the original Booster Gold series by Dan Jurgens. Yes. Zach and I both openly acknowledge that there, the introduction of this book is so filled with rich information that we just have to read everyone the whole thing because it is crucial information and fun information to learn about booster. So we're going to go yeah. back and forth a little bit about uh, some interesting info for booster. Now this is all from the words of Dan Jurgens. When I'm asked about booster gold, there are two questions I get more than any other. The first is what made you think of booster gold for that? We have to jump in the time bubble and go all the way back to 1984. Uh, At that time, celebrity culture was changing. After the economically lean 70s, there seemed to be a new idolization of celebrities and the rich. Displays of ostentatious excess were suddenly fashionable again. Ronald Reagan was president, and Dallas and Dynasty were all the rage on TV. People Magazine and Entertainment Tonight, which capitalized on the rich and famous, were relatively recent developments. In other words, greed is good. While watching the 1984 Olympics, which took place in Los Angeles, I heard one of the announcers talk about the city as the perfect setting for athletes to display their skills and parlay their successes into massive endorsement deals. I was already toying around with notions of a character that might play in that type of arena, but suddenly, the more recognizable aspect of Booster began to take shape. Within a couple of days... Those loose ideas galvanized into the concept of a time traveler who'd come from the future to leverage his knowledge of the past and be a hero. He'd do the right thing, but would have every expectation of making money and building his brand while doing so.
1: Okay, I'll admit that no one said building the brand in those days, but the phrase applies perfectly to Booster Gold. By late 1984, I'd been drawing and writing a bit at DC Comics for a couple of years It was a remarkably fun and open place to work. Jeanette Kahn, Paul Levitz, Dick Giordano, and the editorial staff were highly encouraging of creators, and let it be known that they were very open to new and different ideas. I was appearing at a Dallas convention in November, where I pitched the broad concept of Booster to Dick over a late Sunday morning breakfast. I explained why Booster was different and not at all perfect in the way that so many DC heroes were at the time. At first, he was skeptical of a hero for hire because Marvel was already doing that. When I convinced him that Booster wasn't that at all, that he was into the endorsement and celebrity aspects of being a hero, Dick's interest grew. As I explained more, he went for it on the spot. By this time we parted, Dick shook my hand, told me it was a go, and asked me to get him something on paper so we could get started. That answers question number one. Question number two is... Why did you give him such a crazy name? I'm always a bit surprised by that. I think Booster's name is as perfectly descriptive as Flash's or Superman's. As I was conceiving the character, I wanted a very different type of name. I didn't want the typical Popsicle Man or Red Butterfly (laughs) type of title. I wanted something that had a certain sense of rhythm, something with a bit of bounce and definition. So I played around with a number of different names, scribbling them all on a long discarded list. Only one name worked. I really don't remember the others, but I do know that the minute I wrote down Booster Gold, I had what I was looking for.
0: For the sake of specificity, let's break it down. Courtesy of Webster's Dictionary, definition of boost, transitive verb, to push or shove up from below, boosted him up over the fence, to promote the cause or interest of, slang is steal or shoplift. In other words, for someone who's quite interested in promoting himself, and who stole the equipment that allows him to do so, Booster is perfect. As for Mm -hmm. gold, definition of gold, a yellow malleable ductile element that occurs chiefly free or in a few minerals and is used especially in coins and jewelry. Gold coins, a gold piece, money, something resembling gold especially, something valued as the finest of its kind, a heart of gold. Putting the two together, it's safe to say that Booster Gold describes the character quite well. With all that in place, we got to work, built around the concept of go for the gold, and Booster Gold launched in October of 1985. Like any character, Booster evolved over time. He developed more of a heart and a greater interest in doing the right thing for the sake of doing so. His frailties, criminal past, and desire to atone made him more human and more interesting. His friendship with Blue Beetle, as seen in the celebrated Justice America, emphasized those traits. Though Booster was very much a creation of his time, I can't help but feel that he enjoys even more relevance in today's world of instantaneous, shallow reactions and social media. (laughs) That hits home. Oh, yeah. Uh, Booster Gold with Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. all, All would give him more chances than ever to go for the gold and be, well, Booster Gold.
1: It's so true. That is so true. Like that Jurgens created this character way before its time
0: in a lot of ways. Uh, yes, this is a character that 100% would be made in today's world. He just got to it in the 80s.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, the, the, the truth is, though, I think that if the character was created today, it wouldn't have the impact that Booster Gold was able to being kind of at the forefront of that kind of new shift in the zeitgeist of uh, obsession with, uh, obsession with celebrity and the rich and stuff like that. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I also feel like this character wouldn't have as many redeeming qualities if made today because Mm. the social media side of things tends to be seen as like nihilistic and more of like the evil. So this might've been more of a villain using social media to kind of garner followers but then also committing all these crimes on the side rather than getting this hero that maybe reluctantly was not reluctantly i i I wouldn't say that but again was doing things for vanity rather than the true nature of doing something good which he later became
1: i think you're right actually because in in today's world most of the time when you do see characters popping up and being involved with social media and stuff, they do have a, usually anyway, a negative twinge to what they're doing.
0: Yeah. After a mere three years in the comic book industry, Jergens created and debuted Booster Gold in the aptly titled Booster Gold Number no. 1 in February of 1986. Now, normally, we stop into the archives once we get to the point where characters are released, but this is Dan Jergens. He's too prolific of a creator to stop this quickly, so here's just a few little other tidbits about him. Juergens was a contributor on the DC Challenge limited series, which released in 1986. Zach, have you ever heard of the DC Challenge before?
1: I can't say that I have, actually.
0: I had no clue this existed until prepping for this episode. Yeah? It was a 12-issue round-robin experiment in which each issue would have a different writer and artist take over where the previous issue ended. Now, each of these issues was meant to end with a cliffhanger and the name of what the next issue would be. So the creators would have an idea of where the story would go or should go, hence giving a title. But oh, wow. they could, they were not allowed to communicate with the other creators.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. That
0: is crazy.
1: It's right? like, a, have you ever have, ever played the... Um, the ad lib game and then where you just yes. like everybody just keeps taking over and bouncing. That's that's wild. I yeah. like that.
0: And of course, this idea was conceived in other place than a San Diego Comic Con rooftop party in 1983. <laughs> the authors were permitted to use any character or concept concept from the then 50 year DC comic book history, except for appearances they currently were writing. Uh, I wow. need this run. I want to, yeah, I want to read this, like, real bad.
1: <laughs> this yeah. sounds phenomenal.
0: I haven't done the research yet to know if it's been collected in a collected edition. But I for sure am on the lookout for these issues now. Because this sounds like a blast.
1: Yeah, seriously. I want to know who else was involved in it now.
0: Right? It, with that many issues, you yeah. there would be, like, some big names on there.
1: Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, especially you think of the bullpen at DC at that point.
0: Holy wow., yeah, yeah big names. Uh, Jurgens would later co-create Monarch, Waverider, Thor Girl, and Doomsday.. Oh-ho. Additional individual creations include Hank Hench, Hake. Oh geez, this isn't so hard to say. <laughs> Hank Henshaw. Dear goodness, literature, like alliterations are hard for me today. but most people know him as cyborg Superman. And Superman's son, John Kent.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a Dan Juergens joint, John Kent.
0: I love John. I I am in love with the Tom Taylor run that is going on right now, but I didn't realize that John was created this long ago. I
1: am so curious. I know this isn't about John Kent, but I am so curious about reading more of, of that character because I missed his last run and I want to go back and read The Collected so I can jump on this new stuff because it it's a very, very interesting story that's being told.
0: Yeah, we're, Tom Taylor's returning to the Injustice universe with John Kent. I love
1: that. That's, that's what piqued my interest. I'm like, oh, I got to read what happened before now.
0: Because if I'm not mistaken, Taylor didn't enjoy... Writing an evil Superman. Mm, so yeah, and he wrote the first few volumes of yeah. Injustice, which is phenomenal. I love everything that he did. And there's some weird stuff, but I love the weird storylines. Like that's that's like they my could, bread. They and could butter. get away
1: with whatever they wanted to in that book, and they totally went for it. Yeah, like
0: Nightwing became dead man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there's some weird stuff. But now we're gonna get John Kent probably going up against an evil version of his dad who went evil because John was killed in womb. I love it. I love it. Like there, Tom Taylor is going to have a field day with that storyline.
1: There's so much possibility, so many possibilities there.
0: Oh, I'm excited. There's a lot of fun things happening in comics right now. Juergens is widely known for his contribution to one of the biggest comic book events ever, the death of Superman and helped Louise Simonson and John Bogdanova Launched the new Superman title, Superman Man of Steel. I love a good crossover, and Jurgen scripted and provided layout art for Superman versus Aliens, as well as providing art for one of my favorite all time inter publisher crossovers, Marvel versus DC.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just did an episode not too long ago all about that and Amalgam Comics. I love that stuff. Me too. It was so
0: much Same. fun. Everyone go listen to that episode.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that you got you got Dan Jurgens working with Peter David, like what yeah. a team! So for great. the writing, <laughs> that's it was fantastic,
0: brilliant. Reality is, there's a lot more we could say about Dan Jurgens, but let's save some for a future episode where we undoubtedly cover another one of his creations. Chris, yes, do you
2: know what today is, April 5th? Why it's important? Oh, yeah, it's the birthday of Akira Toriyama, the creator of Dragon Ball. No. Well, yeah, that's
0: actually that's awesome. But no, it's the day that we're launching our Patreon.
2: Oh, yeah, that comes out today. That starts today. Chris, what do our patrons get if they sign up for our Patreon? Well, if you become a patron of Comic Book Keeper's Patreon, uh, there's a lot of exclusive perks. We are very excited. We're going to have some bonus content. Bonus episodes, a community discord where we can talk geeky comic stuff and even a new exclusive sticker to be had. Uh, But mostly it just keeps us making cool content that you and we love and you can vote for new episode content as a member of the Patreon.
0: Yeah, so Discord, we're going to be talking nerdy chats a lot of the time in there. Possible recommendations of stuff we should talk about on our exclusive Patreon episodes. So a lot of exciting things happening over on the Patreon. We hope you all join us and support because we would really appreciate it.
2: Yes, and we will be doing at least one episode per month. But if we get a lot of signups, it'll allow us to do more. And this also helps us support things like hosting and uh, recording equipment and upkeep and things like that advertising. So we really appreciate it. We're going to try to do some new exclusive merch. You know, the more more people that sign up, it just allows us to do more with the podcast and really get it out there, which hopefully gets us doing more of it and more of what you like. So, Chris, where can these people find our Patreon page? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked. Well, you can get to it by going to Patreon.com slash Comic Book That's Patreon.com slash Comic Book Or just go to Patreon.com and search Comic Book Keepers. Thank you so much if you are
0: able to support us in this endeavor. But even if you're not, thanks for listening. Let's dive straight into the poll list. Now, Zach, we've been talking a little bit about why we enjoy Booster Gold. So how about you hit me with a reading recommendation for our listeners?
1: Okay, so I have two, and uh, one of them isn't just Booster Gold, but for me, it's one of the best things that DC's ever done. That might be a hot take, but I'm going to talk about 52, The, the story where it was 52 weeks of a world without the Trinity. And the Bat family's gone, Batman's gone, Superman is depowered, Wonder Woman disappears. She pops up, but she's not Wonder Woman. And uh, they focused on so many other characters that didn't usually get the limelight, like Ralph Dibney and Black Adam had an amazing story. that, That, that 52 is the book that made me both a Booster Gold and a Black Adam fan and uh who else all oh, they did the the question and renee montoya and there was so many interesting plot threads with all of these different characters who usually didn't get their any limelight and then they introduced batwoman as well in that run it's an amazing book and booster gold story specifically is so much fun uh and because he kind of goes back to you know narcissistic booster but he's doing it kind of out of uh this feeling of sadness from the loss of Ted Cord from the infinite crisis that just happened, you know, and it's just a really fun read. So I highly suggest 52 it's four volumes. It's enormous, but it's totally worth your time. If you want an intro to booster, I think
0: nice 52 again, doing research for this episode. And I had heard people talk about 52 before, but I'm, I'm really starting to expand my knowledge of the DC universe right now. And Mm -hmm. that is now um like, the top of my list to find the trades for.
1: Oh, my man. Yeah, you got to read it. I'm telling you, there are so many good stories going on in that book. Like, all of them. All of the stories in that book are hits. None of them are
0: misses. Love it. I'm so excited. That's the nice thing about just this hobby in general is there's so much good content to read. As soon as you finish one thing and you're just like... Man, I don't know what's gonna top this. There, there's absolutely something else for you to find. It's this totally. never-ending just well that you can keep going back to for more awesome hits.
1: Yeah, and if you don't want superheroes, there's always fantasy, sci-fi, horror. Horror's big right now in comics. Yeah, like there's everything out there.
0: There's gonna be more horror coming. Oh, well, I guess we're supposed to call it terror because Gold Key is coming back soon too. We actually did a recent interview with the the editor in chief and one of the writers, uh Michael W. Conrad, on oh, and nice. I think this episode is going to come out right after that episode. So there's some fun things happening there. So even more terror coming That's in the comic awesome. book field. Yeah. There's some fun happening. Uh, I can't happening. wait to listen to that one, man. Yeah, it's a good one. I'm excited yeah. for that one to drop.
1: And I do have one more. So of course. that was a four-volume. Thing so you know I wanted to give you something a little easier. This is a single issue. It was Booster Gold: The Flintstones Special Number One. This book is so much fun. It's written by Mark Russell, and Mark Russell's run with the Flintstones during the weird DC Hanna Barbera thing that was going on was so much fun. It was. It, he, Mark Russell had so much to say about his views like on the world and on on the modern civilization, but he does it in a not it's not very preachy because he lines it with a lot of great comedy. And he does this single issue with Booster Gold, who he's on he, Booster is on a date and and an alien invasion happens in the 25th century and there's an alien invasion and he's mad because it ruined his date. So he's decided because he knows the aliens are here to seek revenge for the last time they came to earth so he's like well i'm just going to go back in time to the first time they came to earth and i'm just going to make sure that they don't ever come back but then it winds up i'm just going to say it he winds up basically he's the reason that they wind up coming back for revenge in the (laughs) first place and it's it's just hilarious it's such a fun book and uh it's a nice little distillation of the comedic
0: side of booster gold i thought it was great i've heard some really good things about those flintstone comics
1: it's amazing Again, uh gonna say it again i did an episode about it just throwing that
0: out there just everybody just go look at the catalog <laughs> of the comics that we love already there's you. some great stuff in there
1: there was a snagglepuss comic too where snagglepuss they the, they turned it he was a gay southern gothic playwright who moves to new york city to make it big it's like who comes up with this this is amazing
0: <laughs> that's brilliant and there was a
1: jabberjaws aquaman crossover that i really want to read a yogi bear dead deathstroke
0: crossover <laughs> yes like, yes please I need that. So those
1: those are my recommendations.
0: Amazing. Uh, My recommendation is going to be Booster Gold, The Big Fall. This collects the first 12 issues of that original Booster Gold story. The writing is so much fun. You can just tell Juergens was just having a blast. There's so much quippiness and one-liners. Skeets is phenomenal in this run. Just constantly correcting Booster because Booster keeps saying phrases the wrong way it's, it's like he, i told you you got to do your research on how people talk in this time period you're saying everything wrong because all their all these villains are getting caught off guard and they're like what did you just say he's like oh never mind don't worry about it yeah. <laughs> yeah that initial run
1: was so much fun i read it in the lead up to this episode too and it's it's a blast and uh, like the the characters that get introduced, like his manager and and his secretary, there's interesting stories kind of involving them that that pop up as well as you go along. It was a it's a really good story and a fun read.
0: Yeah, I had a blast, and it just makes me want to read even more Booster Gold.
1: Agreed. How about the the first the first meeting with
0: Superman in that run too? What a crazy experience! It's, it's ridiculous. It's so funny because Booster Gold has not only gone into the past. He's also gone to Metropolis, which is literally like the home of Superman. And and you're going to try to be the superhero in this world.
1: Yeah. And he's calling himself like the best superhero in Metropolis. And it's like one of the few times where Superman just openly is like, I don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fan of you.
0: Which is so fitting for Clark Kent to yeah. not be a fan of someone like Booster Gold. <laughs> So those are our reading recommendations. Everyone check those out if you haven't. I have so many more Booster Gold stories that I'm going to be finding for. 52 will be in my collection very soon. But I personally don't have a grail find for this character. But Zach, do you have a, a, a grail or something to do with Booster Gold that you're really happy about, that you enjoy having in your collection?
1: Uh, you know, honestly, I I don't. Uh I never, I never really thought about grabbing something like a like a first issue of Booster, but now that's kind of what I want. Especially now that I've read The Fall, I want just that Booster Gold number one comic. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna be looking for it. So anybody out there, if you happen to find a copy, just you know shoot me an email or something.
0: There you go. Now uh, I'll say it's probably best to maybe give it a month or two before searching for that one, just because. It's hot right now. Yeah, that's a good point. After the after this recent announcement, which we're gonna get it to in a second, people are looking for this book. So it is no longer in those like back issue bins. It's gonna be those are gonna be behind the glass probably at this point too. Yeah, it's might probably something
1: lucky. I should have gotten a long time ago.
0: <laughs> that's the way I've I've made that decision before too, though. It's books where I'm like, oh yeah, I'll be able to pick that up anytime. Like I'll get to it eventually. And then something gets announced and it just skyrockets in value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine for that is a first appearance of Ben Riley as Scarlet Spider because I love Ben Riley.
1: Oh man, we're like best friends now. Perfect. Ben Riley's my love dude.
0: It. Yes, Ben Riley's amazing. But, and I love that cover. You get the one like with Venom on it and everything. And I just was like, oh, I'll find it eventually. And now that book is worth money, especially now with Ben being announced to be showing up in into the, or across the Spider Verse. Yeah. But uh, hope one day, I'll have it one day. I will just might have to pay a little bit more for it.
1: <laughs> It'll go back down a smidge eventually.
0: A smidge, yep. Getting into adaptations, Booster Gold has shown up multiple times in animation. But the one that always stands out to me is, is uh, Justice League Unlimited. This is a cartoon of my childhood. Anytime I think of DC characters, like 99% of the time, it's from Justice League Unlimited.
1: Totally. Yeah. That's when I think of Booster Gold popping up in animation, that's the that's the first place I think of. It was a good rendition of him, too.
0: Right. And he, he showed up in like Batman Brave and the Bold as well, which is also another good series. But Justice League Unlimited is just on another level there. The voice actors that were involved in that series were on point. The writing is phenomenal. Totally. It, it is a cartoon that you're watching. And as a kid, you're like, wow, this is like really powerful and cool and you watch it again as an adult and you're like, oh, my gosh, like the ideas that they are presenting in this cartoon show that just went over our heads as kids is unbelievable.
1: Yeah, it's very, very smart writing. And it it, it does. It, it plays even better as an adult when you're watching it.
0: Mm hmm. A hundred percent agree. Now, in live action. Like most DC heroes, we have a live-action appearance of not only Booster Gold but also Skeets in Smallville. And Booster was portrayed by Eric Martsolf, uh, and Skeets was voiced by Ross Douglas. In 2011, uh, or in November 2011, Sci-Fi ordered a Booster Gold television series developed by Greg Berlanti and Andrew Kreis- Kreisberg, but the project never came to fruition, sadly. Both fans and critics noted similarities between Krypton's version of Adam Strange and Booster Gold with many outlets considering the character an amalgamation of the two. But I haven't watched Krypton, so I can't speak to the validity of that. Same. It's one of those shows that I just kind of passed me by. I never checked it out, but we get something a little bit more concrete in CW's legends of tomorrow. The executive producers of that show, Mark uh, Guggenheim and Phil Klemmer, had frequently talked about bringing Booster Gold into the series. However, the character was off limits for uh, limits for the series run. Due to this, some of Booster's characteristic traits were incorporated into Rip Hunter, who we mentioned earlier is the future son of Booster Gold.
1: <laughs> right. Uh,
0: and I am a big fan of the actor that they got to play Rip Hunter. He was he played Rory in Doctor Who, mm-hmm. and his character is brilliant. Legend of Tomorrow is such a silly show, but if you can if you can get past that initial CW shticky thing that they do, Legend of Tomorrow was a lot of fun. It was a yeah, that show
1: was way better than it had any right to be throughout its whole run. And it, I loved just how meta it was. It was so self aware of what it was. And they just had you could tell they were having a blast making it. And and it, it was a it was a nice uh addition to that whole run. It, it I don't know. I liked the comedy of it and it stuck the comedy action landing really well.
0: And they took a lot of fan favorite characters from the flash and from green arrow and threw them on that team. Mm -hmm. There just wasn't really more of a story to tell with them in those other series. And this gave that opportunity to, to say, Hey, you guys, like people love your character. We're not getting rid of you. We're just doing a whole nother thing. Let's get weird. And they, they go for it.
1: That show made me a heat wave fan. Right. He was he was phenomenal on that show.
0: So good. Man, I I miss the feeling of early Flash. The first few seasons of Flash were great. Now they're fighting with lightning lightsabers or something. It's just
1: I admittedly I have fallen off from from the Flash to, in the last couple seasons.
0: Yeah, I hope they finish off the series strong because it is coming to an end. Yeah. And Grant Grant Gustin has done great with that character. Uh but Man, it just went on too long. The writing suffered after a bit.
1: That, you know, that happens with network TV stuff, man. You know, it goes on too long. Too many episodes.
0: Gotta bleed it till it's dry. Yep, pretty rough. Now, eventually in Legends of Tomorrow, Donald Fison actually portrayed a variation of Booster Gold in the series finale and in this finale called Knocked Down, Knocked Up.
1: Donald Faison as Booster Gold is something that I never knew that I wanted. Right. But I he like he is such a fun actor and he's got such charisma and personality that I loved that he got to play a rendition of Booster Gold.
0: Yeah, it's so fitting. That was a brilliant choice. In January of 2023, James Gunn announced a Booster Gold TV series was in development for HBO Max and DC Studios, and that's why that issue is going to be so expensive now. Yep.
1: Oh, man, I can't tell you how ridiculously excited I am that something that James Gunn is doing, like that James Gunn is touching Booster Gold, makes me so happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Booster Gold's happy to be touched by James Gunn. He sh-
1: he sure is, guaranteed. <laughs> James Gunn means money and Booster loves money.
0: He does. Uh, and finally, for film, Booster Gold appears in The Death and Return of Superman, portrayed by Joe Beretta, who's actually from The Valley Folk. So uh, oh. Valley Folk is like a YouTube channel and hmm. he used to be a part of other things. But yeah, he he's portrayed by Joe Beretta, which was really fun. Cool. And uh, Booster appears in The Batman or in Batman and Harley Quinn, voiced by Bruce Tim. Like, really? Yeah. Bruce Tim, so, and that reaction is from people in the know, but if you don't know, Bruce Tim was one of the developers for Batman, the animated series, and pretty much anything early on DC animation yeah, that you can think of.
1: They basically called it the Timverse, more or less, like he was yeah. at the core of the Superman cartoon, Justice League cartoon, all that stuff.
0: Yeah. So the fact that he voiced Booster Gold in something is just amazing. I love yeah, that that's fact. too cool. Yeah. Well, we've chatted a lot about Booster Gold and his kind of life experiences. I think it's time we dive into our most interesting segment. (laughs) Each issue we do what nerds do best. We share our fever dream concepts for the comics that we love. And this episode, we thought, what if Booster Gold not only went back in time to become a superhero, but also jumped into another comic universe? I am so excited to hear what you have come up with. So why don't you go first?
1: Okay, so my thought immediately was that Booster, he wants to jump back to like the late 80s, early 90s. So he tries to do that with the time sphere, gets knocked off course, winds up in the early 90s or or like original Image Comics universe, like that Rob Liefeld, Jim Lee, Like the like savage dragon spawn young blood pouches for days pouches for days like booster would have so many pouches by the end of that run but that was my thought was he jumps back into there and what makes that interesting is that so many of those teams that they were creating then were admittedly kind of x-men knockoffs but there was a lot of a lot of like business run superhero groups like wetworks and you know things like that and they were extreme and and more murderous and booster reacting to someone like supreme if you're familiar (laughs) with supreme who was like a superman murder hobo that rob liefeld created him reacting to a character like that or having to deal with uh, the violator like those things sound so interesting to me but also in a way some of what booster wants kind of fits because he could get onto like a corporate team and you know and play ball with those guys and make money to be a superhero the way he wants to but at the same time you would just you would be witnessing this dude have to come to terms with like a tiny fat clown man ripping out someone's heart or <laughs> things <laughs> of that nature you know the i i think that would be so fascinating to see happen
0: oh man i think the reaction of booster freaking out at the hyper violence of that early image series would be comedy gold
1: 100 100 cuz you got to keep him bright and shiny throughout the whole thing.
0: Have to. He has yeah. if you put him in as the comedic relief for one of those extreme teams, oh my gosh. That would brilliant. be brilliant. Yeah, it'd be so much fun. I love it. Like him so wandering
1: much. into an alley that Spawn is like, "Get out." You know, like this is my you know, what are you doing here?" And him and Spawn going back and forth. I just love it. It sounds like a great time.
0: I just imagine <laughs> like Booster, like, walking into a back alleyway and then just seeing Spawn, like, obliterating somebody in, <laughs> in there and then him just, like, immediately walking back out. But you don't show Spawn at all in the panel. You just show Booster walking behind into an alley and then immediately back out and skeets being like wait what what are you doing you'd be like nope can't go the way spawn murdering someone
1: <laughs> skeets is like no this is the way we have to go we have to cut through this alley nope skeets find a different
0: direction we're going somewhere else <laughs> it's mass murder happening in that alleyway right now <laughs> i want nothing to do with this oh it would work perfectly great choice oh man love it
1: what do you got for us i'm, I'm excited to hear what you have
0: we're also going to be diving into the 90s uh, for mine and but pacif- specifically, 1993. Booster's gonna land in a little town called Angel Grove. Oh no. Yeah. In this series, Booster will be going back in time and in the universe of the Power Rangers in a world where these teenagers who hold a high standard of keeping their identity hidden, And serving for the greater good at the sacrifice of their homework and family relationships, and having (laughs) this grown man come into their city and try to gain all this notoriety and fame, and being basically the complete opposite of what they stand for, (laughs) (laughs) but also kind of having a Power Ranger suit at the same time. Yeah, basically. I also envision Skeets and Alpha Five having incredible conversations back and forth with one another. Instant friends. Instant friends. They're going to get along great. And you're also going to get this thing as soon as Skeet starts talking, I feel like Zordon's going to overhear and immediately know boosters from the future. Oh, yeah. And have this really interesting narrative. Like I envision a very serious talk between Zordon and Booster Gold, which is going to humble him Real quick.
1: I think it would be very similar to the one we talked about before with, with booster and Superman in that initial meeting where he very much like lays down the law on booster and makes booster feel like crap. Yes. Yeah. It would be very similar. Ooh, I want to boot. I want booster gold to eventually get a Zord. 100%. Cause you know, he wants one the moment he sees them
0: and skeets becomes the AI for the oh, Zord man.
1: Oh, I love that! Oh, and like there's giant like NASCAR style logos on the side of the Zord. And oh, stuff he's like that. selling
0: ad space on yeah. his Zord. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. my gosh, this book <laughs> is writing itself. It, it
1: totally is. Oh, uh, it's the the Booster Zord,
0: brought to you by Bush Light. <laughs> I also imagine a the so like depowered ranger. so they're just teenagers. Booster's gonna be like. Okay, like I'm this high level athlete. I'm really strong. Let's have like a wrestling match or something you know because they're yeah. all athletic, they're doing things. but Rangers also get like a pretty serious strength boost without even being in their suits mm-hmm. just from just from the Morphing grin at all. and they're gonna humble <laughs> booster real quick <laughs> in any sort of uh like uh, like fisticuffs match. They're just gonna wreck him and it'll be hilarious. I I love this. I love this so much. The final thing I thought of was, and we're bringing back Doomsday into this right here. Ooh. So I was looking through and I wanted to find a Power Ranger villain that looked as closely to Doomsday as possible. And the best thing I could find was this uh, villain called Silver Horns. Now, everyone look it up because, you know, like Doomsday has all of those like things popping out of him he has a whole bunch of like i don't even know what they are they're like horns rocks i I actually don't even know uh but i envision booster seeing this this villain and being like it's doomsday everyone run and just like (laughs) running for the hills because he does not want to deal with doomsday i gotta see this character
1: oh man that is totally 100 i can totally see doomsday yes yeah
0: it's ridiculous i had this toy as a kid and it was ridiculous but i love that's it. a great idea yeah. everyone look up silver horns it is bonkers but we we know that dc and boom have done crossovers before there is a mm-hmm. justice league power rangers crossover so like this is not out of the realm of possibility of this actually happening I would 100% read that.
1: Yes. I would be curious. And I want, I want Dan Jurgens to write it too, because number one, I want Dan Jurgens to write power Rangers because I'm yep. curious, yep. but uh, he, yeah, him getting to do booster and the power Rangers crossing over. I'm there for it. I also really want to see booster have an interaction with bulk and skull because oh that gosh. could be a comedic gold right there.
0: Well, in the comics too, bulk and skull are running a podcast about power Rangers and they for sure would bring on Booster and he would be all about it. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. He would he would love the hero worship. Like They would love him and adore him and he would be eating it up.
0: Because they would be talking about like, Booster's better than the Power Rangers. Totally. Totally. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's written itself. It's done. We've done the work for you, DC and Boom. It's over. Yeah.
1: As a matter of fact, if you just want to get us to write it for you, we'll do it. For free.
0: Just put our names on a
1: comic. So yeah, so totally. (laughs) Unless you want to pay me, I'm not going to tell you not to. But if you don't want to, I'll still take it.
0: I mean, we're going to be living off those royalties of Booster Gold TikTok. So, do they even have to pay us for this one? You know, that's a good point.
1: Maybe you know. I mean, if you let us write it, maybe I'll just give you that Booster Gold TikTok. Ooh, there you go. Even
0: trade, perfect. Zach, this has been. An absolute blast, my friend. Uh, thank you so much for joining me for this episode.
1: Hey, thank you for having me, man. This I, I I've loved every minute of this. This has been a good time.
0: Yeah, same. Now let our listeners know where they can find you on social media.
1: Will do. And also, I I just have to compliment you, you guys. I, I love I love Comic Book Keepers. I'm a regular listener ever since I found the show. And keep doing what you're doing, because you're also doing an excellent show. And I look forward to having you guys on my
0: show in the yes, future. Hundred percent. Thank you for the kind words, and we are for sure doing that. Very nice.
1: Okay, so if you want to get at me, the best place to go is to Instagram. I'm over there at the comics that we love. Um, if you, for some reason, wanted to email me, it's comics that we love at gmail.com without the the. And uh, I don't. I'm not on Twitter a whole lot, but sometimes I do tweets, and that's at Z underscore Irish underscore Red. Those are really the three places. I'm mostly an Instagram guy. I also I'd also do TikTok at the comics that we love. I've done this thing called Comics Obscure, where I pick out like ridiculously obscure comic book characters and make fun of them a little bit and tell their story. Uh, yeah, so that's where you can find me. Also, of course, uh, I do the Comics That We Love podcast. I also do a show called TFD Nerdcast. Uh, where we talk nerd news and rumors and a show called comics and beer, where it's kind of like bar talk about comic books, where we drink a lot of really delicious brews and talk, talk comic books. So yeah, I'm all over the place. I do way too many things.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm going to drop all that information in our show notes. So all of our listeners can check that out. But again, thanks for being on. Thank you. It's time to close the book on booster gold. So until next time, this is Lance. And this is Zach. Zach. Reminding you to keep your friends close, but your comic books closer.